Hello, hello. Uh, I have another episode of the Rich Dream Show this week. Uh, very, very uh, significant topic. Uh, one that really is uh, always abreast in the black community. Uh, what we got for him this week, G? Man, so this relation, I mean, this, I'm talking about relationship. Oh, Lord. But anyway, it's, but it is a relationship, though. It is a relationship. But this episode is about our our relationship mainly is black people with police um we got one of one of our partners to come on he's actually a cop uh we're just trying to give a uh give people the perspective from both ends from you know two men ride two regular civilians and a cop you know um and and kind of you know kind of give y'all his insight on how he see things when he's on the job you know so yeah, man, this is this is gonna be a very informative, uh, informative episode. Man, make sure y'all tune in on Friday for sure. Yes, sir. Catch us at via the Now Legacy Networks Facebook page. We'll be live streaming this Friday. Check us out discussing police and the black community. Appreciate y'all. It's the Rich Dream Show. Yes, sir. What y'all know about a rich dream? Hello, hello, world. This is Smoke Dog with my boy G. Uh, welcome y'all to another episode of the Rich Dream Show, uh, brought to you by the Now Legacy Network. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe at the Now Legacy. Um, that's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. All the social networks. Um, also want to shout out our sponsor, of course, Rich Dreams Apparel. Make sure you get yourself a part of the Dreamers Club. Uh, if you don't have the Etsy app, make sure you download that Etsy app right now and make sure you go and type in Rich Dreams. That's Dreams with two Zs. Um, make sure you make us your favorite store on the Etsy app by clicking the little heart button. That way you stay abreast on all the latest drops and information we got going on for y'all. Um, and we appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Mr. G. What's up? What's up? What's happening with you, man? It's another beautiful week. Same old, same old, man. You know, um, I'm excited about this episode, though. Real talk, like, uh, you know, we've been meaning to do this for what about a month or so now. We just been a lot of stuff been coming up. We've been having to push it back, but um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for this episode. Same, man. For two reasons. Uh, for one, of course, because it's a, a very important topic. Um, and another reason is because this is, I love it when we have people that we know on the show that we right, actually right, are familiar right. with. This is one of my lifelong friends. Um, can I go ahead and bring him out? Should I go ahead and bring him out? Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. Man, right now we have Mr. Victor <laughs> Bayan. He caught him off guard. Look how he, he looking like, oh. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm home. Um, <laughs> This guy is somebody that I've known since I'm gonna say yay. Well, he he was always kind of big, but 
since uh sixth grade probably probably 18 plus years now um man from from starting off a, a prime time athlete for the saint mary's catholic school yes man yes, i'm yes. the saint mary's black catholic right here if you didn't know hey listen, um, hey, listen man. go ahead go ahead hey. uh 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 Collegiate athlete as well, played football for University of Monticello. Yeah, I didn't you you know I remember that. You know I remember that. And um, of course, a devoted husband, uh, father right now. You, you milking, you milking, you milking the intro on it, man. Just call his name, man. You great, great man right here. Great man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for today's topic on uh police and the black community, our RLS topic. I have you, Mr. Victor Bayan, or Officer Victor Bayan. Officer. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, quick story before we get into it. Quick story before Uh-oh. we get into it. Uh-oh. Vic, do you remember how we first met? Oh, damn. Which part? <laughs> do you remember? Which part? Okay, so check it out. Okay. So, and Rod, you know too, right? I, I, I made you remember. Wait, you talking about the Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson. I'll, yeah, Ben Johnson. So we at the Ben, right? You know, this back in the day, well, we like 24. I'm like 24. 20, y'all probably like 20. I'm like 24 or some shit. 23, 24. I'm yeah, drunk. I'm off Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? And I'm 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 rolling with one of my partners. Uh, unbeknownst to me, he got into it, I think, with look, something at, at the wreck. At the wreck. NSU. Oh, okay. so I'm drunk as hell, and I'm like, oh, they tried to, you know, he was like, man, they tried to jump me. So I'm like, what? I go over there, and I'm every bit of like 145, 150 at this time, like little Nick, little little dude, you know what I'm saying? And Vic yeah. is, he's the he's the size he is now, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I go over there, man, y'all. I'm like, y'all try to jump my boy, blah, blah, blah. He like, Vic like, nah. He looked, Vic kind of, uh, how I remember it, Vic kind of looked at me like, nigga, it's like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, to make a long story short, nothing ended up happening. It's just a bunch of talking. And then, like, the next day, I was like, man, what the hell was I thinking? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? So, fast forward to your birthday that year. I pull yeah. up over there. Vic there, and I don't oh, know if yeah. I remember the movie uh Worst Hour 2 when uh Chris Tucker he was acting tough with Lil Ricky Tan and oh, yeah. he broke the laptop and he turned and he turned around and he seen all them dudes back there. He's like, Oh my lord, can I that's how I was when I seen that? I was like, bro, I was drunk, bro. Like I, my bad, bro. And Vic Vic's such a cool dude. He was like, Man, it's all good, man. That's all oh, good. So that was kind of how like I met Vic, you know what I'm saying? And and I remember that because that was my twenty first when you brought that yeah, down. Yeah, Hennessy yeah, Black yeah. And, and yeah. Right. made everybody throw up. I Who, mean, it wasn't you. What I you did. brought that? You brought that damn Hennessy Black and oh, oh did did not. Yep, we, sure. everybody was in there. Y'all threw up. Y'all threw up. You know, right now. Well, well, I done the, I done the job then. I did the job. <laughs> yeah, I did Thank the job. <laughs> yes, sir. And that was a different life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. I ain't seen Hennessy Black since then. I ain't lying. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to see it. I haven't touched it in probably like 10 years. Come on, man. Drink Crown. Drink Crown. I just recently had to give I'm up right Hennessy. Yeah, I just recently had to give it up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got, got you in a little trouble, huh? Man. <laughs> Too old for it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But, um, man, Vic, so how long have you been on the force now, man? Ooh, I've been an officer now. Seven and a half, close to eight years. Wow. Almost a decade, oh, bro. Wow. For real. Almost. That's amazing. I'm old, um, man. <laughs> hey, God bless, man. We want to keep getting older. Shoot. Oh, yeah. That's what it's about, bro. Um, I mean, first, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna do some cliche stuff because uh, you know, of course, just a couple weeks back, man, we had that shooting out in Addison, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at mall. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A few months I don't ago. Know what we saw. But our other police uh, homie, uh, John, he posted a video like of the officer body cam that shot down and actually actually apprehended the dude that was shoot- doing the shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I already, I had a, I ain't gonna say I had a real understanding, but a slight understanding. Of course, y'all risk y'all lives and everything, but that put a whole new respective on it for me, if I'm being honest, bro. Like, you actually see, the, you hear the gunshots, yep. and immediately all he do is Pick up his weapon, get it right, because he know he heard like a, an assault rifle type of thing, and he literally bolt to the direction of the gunshot. And I'm just like, that's some nuts, bro. That's different. that's different. You know what type of nuts you gotta have to hear something go and go towards it. Yeah, yeah. He over there talking to a little little kid and and his mom, and he's just like, on 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 the gone. I'm talking about Allen in Allen, Texas. That was Allen. That was Allen, not Addison. Yeah, that was Allen. God yeah. bless, man. Those people that went through that. No doubt. Um, but, but nah, man, just uh want to say thank you for your service, man. God bless no you. Doubt. Sure. It's, it's a, it's a, some would say it's a crazy thing that y'all do every day. Go out there, you know, risky lives and stuff. Um what what would you say that it's uh that it feels that way? Do you feel like Every time that you go out there, like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna make it home. Has that been your experience? Um, and also, and also, before you go, what made you want to be a cop? Oh, uh, well, to answer the first question, mm. it used to be my experience. When I used to leave the house when I first started. Was what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Mm. But then, after like the first couple of months, it was just like riding a bike. Um, Cause a lot of things we do train for, and if you actually do what you're supposed to do while training, it you know it's 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 like spitting on the ground. It's easy. It's easy. It comes to you by repetition, over training, and doing other stuff, and then right. out of work, continue to train on your own and finding different classes you can go do and stuff like this. So not being fearful in a way, but um, at the same time, I've I've seen what people say. If you're scared, you should be a cop. Hmm. And I want to touch on that because that is a misconception. A person is a normal person. Right. It's the person that's not scared that's dangerous. Because if we go to a domestic scene where there's possibly a gun involved and you got Superman with you and he jumps out the unit and runs directly into the house and you hear shots go off, but you don't hear your partner. Now you're in a situation because they were too brave. Yeah. They went in there. Now you got to save him, them and the other victim. Right. And self. Wow. So what, what do you do in that position when your partner just went in there and went down? 
Yeah. Hmm. Now you have a whole nother insight to where you have to think, 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 think. Now, now my fast. life. Now my life is probably now my my survival rate went from ninety percent with my partner because you know you just never know what they come outside with to now it's weighed out to sixty forty on their end because right. now I don't. So being cautious and fearful is, is is good. It's it's when you go cold black, and that's when we call it one of the code words we use, where you just lose all auditory and visual senses, and you just survival mode. Right. No, yeah. shut down. oh, it's not so you just shut down. Oh mm. wow. That's when it's to a point where you're too fearful. Mm. But fear but fear will save your life. Fear makes you question. Fear makes you not go into this pitch black alley without a flashlight. Right. Not to go around the corner by yourself. Right. Fear okay. is good. Um so, so to be honest, you never really use lose the fear aspect of it, which like you said, is a kind of a good thing because you're human at the end of the day. Right. And being human is is a part of, you know, that's going to help you make the right decisions. Being no a doubt. human on the job still normalizes it in the eyes of people. Okay. Yeah. I haven't met a person on this planet that's not afraid. Yeah. Something scary. That would Kevin Gates like you're all afraid of something. Yeah, it's just like the boxers say, man, uh, fear keep you short. You know, it it, it's, on the, the movie Rocky, he said, you know, it's a movie, but I feel like that's real life stuff. When Every time I go in there, I'm scared, but it keeps you sharp. You know, mm-hmm. it keeps you sharp. So I can, I can definitely understand that. I can definitely understand that. Um, And what was your question again, G? Because my mind what, 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 what made you <laughs> What made you want to be a, uh, you know, be, being that this is such a dangerous or could be a dangerous job. At times, what made you want to be a cop? Oh, uh, I guess it's just one of those things where it just got up one day. I was like, you know what? What what could I be doing better? What could I be, you know, changing in a way? I like mm-hmm. dealing with the public. I don't mind talking to people. I can get on stage and talk to people. I don't. It don't bother me none. So, what's the best way I can interact with people and possibly change people's perspectives, help them out in ways? I was like, I'm just gonna become a cop. It went from there. <laughs> okay, that's, that's solid. That's, that sounds like some of the reasoning that you would want to hear. Yeah, um, if you ask yeah. that question. See, um, I, what I don't like is the guys, and I know Vic. You, I know you know that there are guys out there that's like this. The guys that want to come out, like you say, the guy that ain't scared of nothing. The the you know the maverick. He want to you know maybe he. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't you know, failed it failed in high school failed at football in high school or some you know something like that and you know this is where he wanna this is where he like okay well I got the authority now over a regular civilian now mm-hmm. you know those I, I mean you know you see I I feel like there are those type of guys that like to throw their weight around as cops you know what what do you think no hundred yeah. percent uh and like I tell people all the time it's it's no different from regular jobs you got. You got the brown nose of the job at Walmart mm-hmm. do everything say same way in the police department. You got the overachiever. I ain't gonna say overachiever, but you got the uh you got the person who's walking around with their chest out always trying to prove themselves. Mm. And the fact that I'm always trying to prove themselves puts everybody in positions to where it's compromised. The the you exactly. ain't the manager type. 
the guy that 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 would, that would get out and holler and escalate stuff when there's no need for escalation. Wow. Yep. So yep. there's there's there are those on the job. Everybody, you know, everybody has that every at every job. I have, and I'm not proud of it. I mean, I I have gotten into it with an officer before on scene. Mm. I wasn't trying to, uh, but it was more of a, a teaching and learning curve. Mm. But it was more of a me seeing it and then me reacting to it and yeah. kind of got loud from everybody, which was the right thing to do. Because if I get loud with you in front of everybody, it takes away your authority mm. and gives them the right or seemingly gives them the right. They can get loud with you too. And I probably put them in the harm's way because right. they get loud talking crazy to you and that person, rea that officer reacts to them instead. Right. And I feel like I'll be the cause of that. Basically, it's right. not showing y'all as a unified front. So oh, exactly. Right. Right. Well, exactly. that's how prisons, prisons are ran because you got thirty, you got thirty deputies in there controlling five hundred people. Mm. Well, how do you do that? Because they're all together in unison, and if mm. they're getting into, if they're getting into the inmate C division, and they mm. they'll pick. No man. doubt, no doubt. Uh, now this and, is a, go ahead, Rob. I was gonna say this this officer that that you had the situation that was kind of like that with that abrasive personality was it. Was it your partner? Or have you have you had a partner like that before? Down south, we really don't ride partners. So okay. it's not like New York City where it's two cops a, a shift in each car together. Or okay. like listen to that. Louisiana is more or less single car, unless you have what's called a reserve officer, which is a person who goes through certain trainings to be able to have authoritative um standing in law, but they just can't do certain things. Uh, and they sometimes will come out and ride with us and we'll, we'll train them. A lot of them will want to go full-time and go to the police academy and stuff and become full-time officers. And then you have what's called uh, people who just want to come out and ride where they'll sign waivers and come out and see how it is. Hmm. We don't really have partners, per se. Is this huh? a civilian that, that's coming to ride along or, or somebody that actually... No, a civilian and some departments can come in and sign a waiver. And they can okay. come at some place. Yeah, I don't think I. You just taught me so much just now. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that. I didn't know that. I don't know that. Um, uh, it, it goes down like that at times. Not everywhere. That. Some places they'll allow them yeah. to like sign that waiver and. Yeah. They, wow. And you just taught me something too about the partnership thing. So I didn't know it was just a more of a bigger city type of deal or bigger state type of thing. So I wonder, like, probably by crime per capita kind of thing. Okay. Uh, makes sense, but even so, uh, it would make it, even so. Shreveport should have two officers in the car. Three, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. That's that's what what I was so I don't know if it's just a Louisiana thing or what, but yeah, I know a lot of bigger bigger cities they will ride two. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like the jail mentality where five hundred inmates, thirty officers. Okay, a hundred thousand citizens, single car right. officers. Versus yeah. citizens. Okay, we need two car officers. You know what I mean? So right. I don't, so, I don't so, know. so so check it out. Well, back to the thing where you said you know you had to uh, at one point you had to kind of get on one of the the officers that was on the scene with you about mm -hmm. you know something you felt like he was doing wrong or maybe escalating the situation. Um, mm -hmm. Man, I had a situation one time because I'm looking at it now from the civilian's point of view. Um, had you not done that, you know, 
who knows what it could end up being, you know. Um, I remember I've been, I'm a kid, I'm like 18, 19, I get pulled over. Dude put me over for a headlight. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not in any drugs or anything like that. It's a weekday. I'm riding in a Jeep. It ain't even, you know, no crazy type of car. And older, older white cop, you know, he give my license, or well, he give my license back, give me the ticket, and he's like, Well, I think you lied about uh not having any drugs in the car and i'm like bro like you don't smell any drugs i, I wasn't even hanging with people that did any drug but it was a cop with him. Like a liar. exactly so it's a cop with him as he's searching the car i'm looking at the cop and i'm like bro like what's up like i'm looking like what's up with him and he just got this look on his face like you know what i'm saying like just not saying anything you know so i'm what like it's good that you are that type of guy because I feel like that's how so much stuff go on. I, I, it, it, it ruins the relationship with the cops and the civilians. You know, when you don't have somebody like you to be like, no, bro, like that's not that's not cool. But I do get it from your standpoint, being a part of the police police force and you not wanting to really like, you know, like you say, break the United Front. But I, I honestly feel like, man, it, they should have more guys like you to call it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it could be done in a respectful way. Yeah. But you know, I feel like cops need to start calling that out a little more. When when it, that when was that was going to be my question. Yeah. How, how how do you handle that? Like, do you pull them to the side, or like you said, you don't want to just lash out in front of a everyone. lot of times. Uh... When I when I had that incident with that officer, then I was I was I was a lot younger in my job at the time too, so my words and my mouth would just happen. And I'm not gonna sit here and and, and lie. I mean, I've gotten to with with people on traffic stops before too because I didn't know any better. I wasn't educated enough in the job to where just because I told you to shut up, hmm. you gotta shut up. Yeah, I had to learn that I can't make yeah. you shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> So this I is tips, it. people. We don't have to shut up when they say it. Nah, <laughs> I will. I will suggest sometimes if, right. if I do say, you might not shut your mouth. That's right. because I'm actually, I'm actually helping that person in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I give you your rights, and you going ninety to nothing, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, you might want to stop talking. I about to say we've seen a lot of times where people talk themselves into some trouble. Right, I tell you, you might want to stop talking. Just let it let it be where it is, right there. If I have to ask you those questions, I'll ask you. But right now, it's not what I'm here for. Yeah, and you know, I, I would tell people that. But uh, younger my crowd will flash out, and I used to argue and did back and forth with people, and it, it makes no sense. But yeah, if I do see somebody doing that and stuff like that, I would. Uh, if I'm on scene with them, I'll wait, let it get it out. I'll pull them to the side. I'll talk with them about it. And I'll go back to that person also and say, hey, listen, what's going on? Why are you so mad? What's happening this day and third? And I'll try to sit there and explain to them also the different viewpoints on where 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 the whole situation is. And I'll try to at least mediate the situation to where everybody can be on more of a calm level. Yeah. yeah I I mean, at, at the end of the day, everybody trying to go home, man. You know, Right. Um, and and I think you know for 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 black people for sure, you know we see it all the time. They record you know people you know they record themselves getting pulled over and 
um, I'm not one of those guys to um, to be like, oh, well, man, they do it so wrong. I look at every situation for what that situation is. Mm-hmm. So if a cop is asking you to get out the car, get the fuck out the car. Yeah. Like, don't. No, I'm not. You don't have the right. I want to hear your supervisor. <laughs> Bruh, you're not going to win on the scene. Even if the cop is dead wrong, you're never going to win on the scene. You're never going to win. I'm gonna say this: You ordered to get, if you ordered to get out the car. There's no argument. Get out the car. Go to the back of your car. Shut your car door. Lock your car door. And say, "I want to have a supervisor out here before we go any further." To and to that effect, and I I know people probably saw this some Uncle Tom whatever. No, I'm trying to help you really on some just. No, because once you're out your car, situation type of thing. Once you're out your car, lock your car. Yeah. Stand at the back of it and say you're just requesting a supervisor. And there's, and there's nothing there that can hurt my feelings if somebody was to do that to me. I've had it done to me before, and I said okay. Right. Like it is what it is. I mean, if you want a supervisor, that's fine. I've I prefer seeing. <laughs> where a police officer that's off duty and the the officer that pulled him over didn't realize or didn't know they asked him to get out the car and the officer complied he could have argued and been like hey you know i'm a i'm off site he complied so if an officer that really probably could just have been like hey man you know i'm a cop too i ain't really it's not necessary if they gonna right. comply when somebody asked them to do something Civilians, you need to comply. Yes. Yes. I'm going to say this. I've been in situations where, just like on YouTube videos, they'll see where the people's windows gotten broken. I've been in those situations. Why why waste your money when you can just step out of a car or when you can just give your driver's license and really, and to be honest with you, and statistically speaking, I think it's like six times out of ten that the person is being, you know, cordial, talkative, you know, and just having a conversation of what's going on, why the traffic stop happened, they're explaining, and they're having a good dialogue with each other. Six out of ten times, that person's probably not even getting a ticket to get a warning. Exactly. What that? What's the old saying? You get more bees with with honey than some some <laughs> shit like that. What's the? But I mean, it's, 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 it's more flies with honey than shit. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But that's and that, and that's and that's it, man. Like I've never had a problem. I've been pulled over numerous times. I've never had a problem where a cop had to like rough me up or, you know, never yeah. ever in my life. So, and I'm not saying that though, those, you know, that, that cops that maybe escalate a situation or not, you know, they're, they're not out there, but yeah. if you get out and you're respectful and you're complying, like he say, six times, six times out of 10 or how many of whatever he just said, they might, they probably going to let you off with a warning, bro. Yeah. You trying to go home. It's not even just that. Sometimes we stop people. You got to look at if you ever get stopped again. I hope you don't. But if you ever get stopped, <laughs> me too. If you ever get stopped, look at the cop's face when they get out the car. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not smiling. Right. It's, a, yeah. it's a look of aggravation. The 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 effort it takes to, to, to get your body out of this car with all this on. To walk up to this window next to this hot vehicle on this hot day, just to get attitude from somebody you know you're about to get. We don't. We out here just hunting for for BS. We really want to get away from you just as much as you want to get away from us, and we want this process to go 
really Quick fast. Yeah. Like, we don't want to prolong this. Especially as hot as it is out here, man. Whew. I've heard less the less paperwork, the better, right? It's just simple, man. It's just let's let's just go. Let's get away from each other. Let's just mm. get away from each other. So, social distance. We we trying to carry like, it on. Yeah, so I gotta stop you. Yeah. So so for for uh situations situations. What's up, man? Yeah. That's, that's little VJ, huh? Yep. What's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I was practice, dude. He said I was practice. Talk. Look at the camera. Good. Oh, good. Okay. You running fast? Daddy, um, you know, your daddy was slow when he played. but but look though man check it out so so just to play devil's advocate a little bit what about the people that bring up you know those situations that we all you know yeah. what what do you you know, for the people that that take those situations and think that most cops are like that, you know, what what would you have to say to them, or you know, how how could you reach them and be like, bro, we're not all like that. Like, at the end of the day, man, look, people got their own opinions, and they're gonna always draw their own. Opinions. Okay. My response, my response to a lot of people all the time when things were to arise where a situation turns deadly. Mm. All the thing I can tell them is, at the end of the day, some people are human. Not everybody's out to kill somebody. I don't know if anybody's ever actually killed somebody, and they're like, man, yeah, I'm going to do it again. Hmm. If you pull the trigger on another person, that's not something you want to do. Right. A lot of times, it's not something you like living with. Hmm. Uh, and then I will also tell them, look, it don't cost nothing to come out and, and ride and see what it's like yeah i mean i'm all for, i'm all for bridging the gap with community with different things if they ever want to have somebody come out and talk speak run scenarios with them i know uh there's been plenty of times where citizens will sign out their waivers they'll put on a face face masks and stuff like that and they'll come out and be in a training scenario where they're the police hmm. they do act they do active scenes where they use sim rounds it's like Sometimes like a little soap or chalk, and if it hits you, it stings. It really hurts. Hmm. Oh wow! Uh, it's like a real, it's real scenarios. You do traffic stops, you do building clearances, you do uh, uh, domestic situations, and we teach them what do you do next? Because a lot of people say you should have used your taser. I mean, end of the day, heard that. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, it's it's hard to sit there and tell somebody something is it it's easy to monday it's easy to quarterback monday right. night quarterback it's, right. it's easy monday you know, morning quarterback yep yeah. it's, it's yep. easy to go back and look at highlights and say somebody should do something and then when you put yourself in that situation just do a training a training your life is not in danger you will be surprised how many people just oh yeah. shit i ain't i did not i know it's like it. yeah. right <laughs> let it know 
And it's like it's a traffic stop. Why are you shooting at this person? <laughs> well, they start coming at me real fast. There's no weapon. Oh well, I, I and then they start realizing, well, well, crap. And then we're like, yeah, now you're going to jail, you're indicted. That's murder. Wow. Yeah. The split second decision then to have to keep your nerves under control is, is is something that you really have to work on. And yes, there are some people out here who has done wrong and that need to be dealt with. They need to like be prosecuted. You shot somebody that was innocent. Right. One, your, super, your supervisor should have been trailing you the whole time. You just got out the academy. Somebody should have been trailing you. Every stop, every call you go to, somebody's with you trailing you. There should be no reason why you're by yourself. With the first, I think, few couple of weeks to a few months, you shouldn't be going to calls by yourself, fresh out the academy. Hmm. Yeah. You just should. Not until you're comfortable enough handling high high stress situation. That's just my yeah. fault. Yeah. And I would say just those people that need to come out and, and petition to do those trainings with us. I mean, right. yeah. we got training guns. We got sim rounds. If you don't mind getting shot with something that's similar to a paintball, then come on. And a lot of a lot of y'all don't because I've been seeing y'all out there. Y'all go play hella paintball. So don't be acting all scared. Uh, Vic, where, where would somebody sign up? Is that something that you can do online or you just go by your local station? or Go by your local station, see if they have those programs to where you can wave a route and ride along and when you now when you go ride along you're not going to like oh there's a murder on they're not gonna let you go there I would hope not. <laughs> look I, I don't want to go there <laughs> i'm not taking somebody's grandmother to a murder scene that's not about to happen yeah right? but you'll go to certain small situations like some thefts some some petty disturbances wow. and it might it might be a fight somewhere right but majority is gonna it's gonna be more of a controlled area the way that person is feeling a little safe. That way you don't have to sit there and worry about them freaking out. Okay. Yeah. But you still get the real experience. You still get the call volume. You still get to hear the radio how it's going. You still get to hear how hectic it can be if somebody's in a pursuit and chasing an active murder suspect, mm. and everybody's everywhere. Man. Like you get to see things firsthand. It kind of changes a lot of perspectives. Wow. Man, I, I think I think, bro, um, that's a good thing to do. I, I didn't know about this until today. Um, because you know, over the years with, with, with all the things happening with you know, with the police and black people, mm -hmm. I think it is a disconnect, you know. And if 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 we're if if we're looking at police like they're all against us, what the hell you think police are gonna think <laughs> when they pull up somewhere? It's like, you know. It's, yeah. we, we're against each other. So I think that program is a good thing and more people should check into that because we don't want, I mean, y'all are the, y'all are the people in the community that's supposed to be protecting us at the end of the day. Yeah. Y'all mm -hmm. are here for protection against violence, you know? So, uh, we shouldn't let the bad, the few bad apples that we see, you know, social media or, you know, wherever, uh, ruin it for everybody. That's a cop. You know, uh, like I say, we all want to get home at the end of the day. And we got to stop being so two-faced about this, too, because as soon as something happened, our first threat or the first thing we want to do is be like, I'm calling the police. Exactly. So exactly. You, can't, you, can't, you can't be, you know, F12, F12, and then as soon as something pop up, oh, let me You need 12. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like, Shut the door, V. Um, but, uh. Um. Yeah. You good? It wasn't really a question there. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, we just though. He left it. He just left it like halfway cracked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, Pet peeves. <laughs> on the show, <laughs> <laughs> you resist, but there's not much effort behind the, the extra. He had to close it. Like it's, it's, it's it. and he just left it there. <laughs> it you know what? I feel like. That's another thing that we're co- most cops ha- probably have a more level of patience than most people, because most of them got kids too. So it's like you go have a certain level of patience up until a certain extent to where somebody just like, okay, see now you now you just blatantly ignoring what I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. easy because with with the kids, it's like you develop a higher sense of patience. Because you got to full grown adults who act like children on the job. So when you come home and deal with kids, it's more funny than anything. It's like, bro. (laughs) At least you don't know no better, I guess. Like, he could have shut that door away. It's the same effort I'm not using right now to get up and shut it. Right. It's like six and a half feet away. I can really just. Look, look, that's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So good. just to kind of, if you can remember this far back, I know it's been a while. When you were a civilian, what do you feel like your relationship was with, with the police? Do you feel like it was all uh, good? I mean, I know we grew up kind of a small town. You kind of know most of the police yeah. anyway. I've had a few run-ins with police in Nagarish and uh, some in Winfield. I've had run-ins with uh, police in Alexandria. I was, I mean, I, you know, this is whatever. I always had a mouth, and that was my problem. Uh <laughs> But I always looked at it like I take my lick. Okay. Like it was a cat. It was it's it's, it's it's a it's a game a lot of times. If I'm trying to do something that's out of the way, whereas a urban gets let me do 105 miles per hour, and I know the speed limit 60, and if I get stopped, why am I getting attitude? I'm like I'm the only thing I can say is shit. He's stopping. Yeah. You know, you know why I stopped you? Yeah, man, my bad. Like I'm gonna laugh because it's more or less because it's a game. My job is to not get caught. Your job is to catch me. Yeah. He sound like Kevin Gates, man. I, right. I feel like I heard Kevin Gates say that before. <laughs> it's hard to on the intro. <laughs> but, uh, nah, but no, that makes, that's, that's true. Sense, that's true, though, um, man. Um, that's true. I think that's a lot of times where people, getting again, get into those arguments because they know they they know they're wrong in some form mm-hmm. or fashion it may not be exactly what the cops stop you for but you know you're wrong so you want to get defensive yeah and, and be like so what's your issue and stuff like but, that and a lot of times when you look at that and i'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this but a lot of times you look at that and uh those people who act that way if you ever look at how they were raised in some aspects, they always talked back to somebody, whether it been their parents, their teachers, anybody that was in an authoritative situation, they always get belligerent with them. Right. You know, and it's like it just carried over into their adulthood. Yeah. No, nah, no doubt. And I think also that's people that 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 uh they can't really hold themselves accountable or refuse to. Or nobody ever held them accountable. Nobody they ever always held them accountable. Yeah, that for sure. Uh, like in the era, like, the teacher, era of anti accountability. That teacher grabbed my child. 
What, yeah, what mama come up there and knowing this, knowing this boy bad as hell at home. What you think he gonna do at school? Yeah, like <laughs> I just child. Well, he started swinging on me. Well, down he don't write to grab my child her shit. Look, man, you gotta we, at some point. There's a lot that has to be. Yeah, <laughs> it started at the house. It started at the house, man, for sure. They get they get ran over at the house, so the kids mm-hmm. just run over. Child. For everybody and then right. you know they meet somebody that's just as bad as them yep <laughs> yep um i feel like we've been keeping a little light about to get into some of the the deep part of the show man uh okay. you know whenever we have sometimes these conversations with police we we always hear these statistics um you know, black people make up only 13% of the population. This is a statistic from 2021, but accounted for 37% of police deaths, police-related deaths. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, this is a, something that we've seen in rapid succession for years. Um, do you think that people have, or in your opinion, does the police, I'm not going to say target, but do they have more of a of an onus on, or is it, is it just usually more of a confrontation or is there any type of uh, talk or is there just a feeling within the police that when you have a black suspect that you, you have to act in, a, in accordance to a certain way? Are you expecting a certain type of... Um, um, confrontation to to happen because a lot of times we see the officer and they just say you know i i was afraid or i didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. is there just this pre, this preconceived notion that if you're doing a black stop or if there's a black suspect you have to be super on your guard because you never know what can happen or what's just that you can speak to what's kind of the the deal of why we are so much more fatality wise you know, victims of, of that. Uh, I guess I can lead off by saying, me personally, I don't trust nobody. Okay. Um, when I pull up to a scene, when I pull up somebody over, I don't know you. I I don't. I just don't know you. So why should I have any tr- trust for you? I'm gonna be professional. I'm gonna be stern. I'm gonna tell you what we're here for. I'm gonna tell you how we're about to get down. I'm gonna tell you what it is for you to leave. So I go up to every situation the same way. Um, as far as the statistics wise, I don't really know all the the ins and outs as far as like numbers wise. Uh, I can say though, things like that do happen. And I will also say that some people are brought up with hate and they don't know how to get away from that. All right. Some people are brought up seeing only what they're shown on TV and they don't know how to get away from that. Mm. And I'm just going, you know, speaking on this and, you know, hopefully I don't get no flocks for this. But if you look at. Look at black culture, right. Mm-hmm. From rap and stuff like that. Yes, we talked about violence and they rapped about this. They rapped about that. They did their clothes a certain way, talked a certain way, you know, even help they cigarettes and blunts a certain way. Sure. 
And then you fast forward down this timeline, we became just like Africans, like like Africans, just like their culture, uh, the the you know authentic African culture. We became a style slash a fad mm. to where you got people now like what what that little boy name is. It's, they built like a a, a pen. Uh, Lizanne, the little white rapper, got these out. You got these. Oh, yeah, little, quote unquote so gangster rappers mm-hmm. that don't make no damn sense. And all you see is all that. So them being of the white culture, the only thing they think of, I'm an act gangster. And most times when you think of gangsters, you only take a think of two things. You think of Bloods and Crips, or you think of Mob, Al Capone, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In their mind, acting gangster is acting ignorant. And the first thing they think of is how black people are when they're certain rap styles and stuff like that, how they grew up. So they act violent and reality we're not violent. Right. The crazy part is, and just a quick little brief on this, yes, there have been gang shootings and stuff like that before, right? right. But there's everywhere. There's the Hells Angels, there's the Banditos, there's all types of gangs and truck and biker clubs and bloods and crips. But innately in history, black people have not been violent. Yeah. Right. No doubt. So where did that come from? Hmm. Media has played a big part in that. And some of these officers that get out here on these scenes, that's all they were taught. That's all they seen. That's all they were heard of. Oh, 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 you're listening to, oh, you're listening to um, uh, Boosie. Right. I bet he got pistols and drugs in the car. I just like how Boosie rap. But they don't, they're not. Like, that's when you get those bad officers who only see you for, the fad and not as the actual culture behind it the stereotype right they discriminate against in reality i tell people all the time you shouldn't trust nobody and i think what my my favorite rapper one of my favorite rappers top five at least zero said the best way possible was you know believe none of what you hear and half of what you see Mm. real talk. everybody i don't trust i don't trust people yeah. yeah. I, like if I don't know you, like I don't, I don't trust you. Like, <laughs> right. Or I sit here and be on this traffic scene, and where I've had, where I got out with with black people, of you know, of my own community. Man, you gonna let them do me like that? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on, and I don't know you either. So you right. think about my neck on the line for me not knowing you. Let me figure something out first and see what's going on. Right. Don't just think because I'm showing up on the scene that I automatically have to trust you. Yeah, I'm trust- no doubt. Because you're black, but, yeah. right? And you're a black officer, right? And I and I've I've told this to multiple people. Being a black officer at the end of the day, people always see me. Oh, you with your brothers, your thin blue line. It's like a fraternity. Yeah, yes, we are a family. It's 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 a national family. Yes, right. But at the end of the day, I'm also black first. When I'm, out, when I'm not in my uniform, my wife tells me all the time, I'm not in my uniform, I'm still a black person. Right. I've been pulled over on the way down south and got cussed out like a dog on the side of the road mm. by an officer. I didn't say nothing to him. I just waited and told him to get a supervisor. When the supervisor got there, I pulled my badge out the truck and said, hey, you need to do something with that one. He got suspended. He got suspended, I think, a week without pay, two weeks without pay. Mm. Written up, got put into his files. So, I mean, like, I handle things differently now with that. Uh, because I am, I am a black man in America. Still, at the end of the day, and I'm saying 
I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it's just bad in America, but at the same time, I know, I know what some people's ideologies are. Yeah. I know how they portray us. I know how some people view the way we do things and stuff like that. I have a black son. Right. Like I'm about to have a second black son. He's due in October. So I mean, oh man, I'm not about to be out here. Uh, what my dad would say, pity patting with people. I know what I know what I am, and I know how you look at me, and I'm gonna have my chest out at the end of the day, regardless. Yes, yeah. sir. I think it's more or less the officers that are not trained, who are scared of majority of the black people who aren't scared to sit there, have their chest open wide, and say, "Look, bro, I'm not gonna get talked to a certain way," and they get scared because they look at us as being angry and uh, combative right. and react. I'm just being assertive and letting you know what's not about to go down on this traffic stop like that. And now you're freaking out because you're terrified of me. Yeah. So those yeah, are the and, and, and see the know. thing, yeah, and to the and to speak to the stats, um, and I guess we can't really, we don't really, we can't really track uh each situation. You know, you just that. have the stats on <laughs> you just have the stats on how many the percentage of black people that get killed. Yeah. Right. It's so, a broad space. Exactly. And in my opinion, and I hate to say it, bro, I, I, I guarantee you most times the situation did not have to go there. I ain't going to say most times. I'm going to say at least half the time. I guarantee you the situation did not have to go that far. Uh, like I say, man, I'm, I'm a dude. I've been pulled over multiple times. Man, I'd have been sloppy drunk driving 90 something down through winfield to winfield this is out in the back country you you're a bad boy that's what i'm saying i've been telling them i was a bad no 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 but look i'm but ain't got no lights i swear no street lights 45 the the speed limit is 45 i'm going 95 and I'm drunk. I'm pretty sure the dude could smell the alcohol on me. I get out the car. Yes, sir. What's the problem? Oh man, I'm trying to get. I'm. I'm just trying to get my home because I had my homeboy had his girl. I'm trying to. We trying to get her home, sir. That's all. Man, dude, let me go. My ticket was like two hundred dollars. I was supposed to go to jail that night. Yeah. I was supposed to go to jail that night. So I, I think it. You know, I think from both sides. I think. I, I think there are white cops that look at us like you say. The, the 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 black culture gangster the gangster rap the you know gang stuff oh okay this is a black guy I, i'm sure it's cops that look at us like that but i think like i said on the other side we can do better jobs okay when he come to the to the car with that mindset yes sir what's the problem here's my license you need me to get out or if they ask you to get out get out be polite so you can go on about your day man yeah we both, I think we both can do something to kind of keep those numbers way lower than what they are. I will say this, though, and this is just my personal experience, not, yeah. not, not nobody else's statistics, nobody else, but just me in the years I've been doing it. Each time I have stopped a black or white person, I would say one thing I wish would change more dramatically in the black community is mm -hmm. when you are stopped and you have a gun in the car. Mm -hmm. tell me where it is and immediately put your hands on a steering wheel or ask can you exit the car a lot of times black people don't say they don't have a gun they don't say they have a gun in the car 
And then you tell them, they tell you, I was like, is that a gun right there? And they'll be like, yeah, let me grab it. Because <laughs> they're not educated. No, not no etiquette on it. On the situation as you're innocently trying to grab it and give it to me. I don't think you really tried to hurt me. But you still got to look out for your safety. But yeah. at the same time, like I went back to said earlier, I don't know you. Yeah. Still got to hit you with the whoa, whoa, whoa. See, the difference is black people are scared to say they have a gun. And I've learned in a white culture, they brag about them having a gun. Oh, yeah. At the right times. At the right times. Because I know plenty of friends of mine who got a pistol. And the first thing they did was put it on Snapchat like this. Oh, God. Some, some pointed at the camera some wild Which. stuff. And, and, and why? I don't know. But that's something. They- that's going to go into knowing the law. So wherever right. you are, know the gun laws for where you are. If it needs to be registered register the gun if you can't register the gun that means you're out here doing something you ain't got no business doing anyway exactly so i'm i can't even speak to you I, this, this is for my regular people right here just just be vocal just be vocal don't be afraid to say excuse me i do have a pistol right here between my seat or i do have a pistol in the glove box they have a pistol right here with the steering wheel and the holster right yeah we're not gonna trip but the yeah. moment you fidgety and like right. like I tell you, like, go ahead and get the call. Why I got the call? What the hell wrong with you? Why, why, why are you getting hostile? Out now you're looking suspicious. you looking yeah. suspicious. Though. I would say if you can, I would say if anybody can get a concealed carry mm-hmm. legally, get a concealed carry. Right. One thing a concealed carry would do is eliminate that question of, is there any weapons in the car? Because it's just like your driver's license. When I look you up, it's going to pop up. up. It's going to pop up. You have a concealed carry. And I'm going to ask you. Is your weapon in your car? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Go ahead and step out for me. I'm gonna step them out. But a lot of people gotta understand this. Just because I'm telling you to step out this car does not mean I'm about to search your car. Right. I need to retrieve that weapon. Where's the weapon at? You tell me where it is. That's where I get it from. Now people gotta understand if somebody starts digging all in their glove box and armrests and stuff like that, and the gun was nowhere there, they need to shut that down. I will say that. Because mm. that's not Legal search. Mm. I'm getting the gun out, and that's all I'm getting out at this point in time. Unless, in the midst of me getting this gun out, there's a freaking mess. Yeah, yeah, right. Probably some like, okay, now we got this right here. Dennis, yeah, Dennis, you can't uh, just ignore that. <laughs> no, Dennis, probable cause. <laughs> Oh, yeah. hey, nah, it's I mean it's probable cause then. I mean shit. Yeah, it's, it's definitely probable cause then. That's how the game goes. But shoot, yeah. man, what I would do, man, I would take the clip out and everything, put it right here in visible sight. It's right there. It's I, I, I mean would I would you would take the clip out. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about before mm-hmm. the officer get there. No, you're doing too much. You're doing too much before they walk up to the car. You feel like they see all that, y'all see all that from the back. I got dark tint. Now, <laughs> if, the, if the tent not pitch black, yeah, I see it. Yeah, because the first thing I'm gonna do now. So you went to a realm of now it's suspicious activity, even okay. though you said what you did. What do I actually know what you was doing? Did you tuck something under your seat? Did you tuck something mm-hmm. in the seat? Took a backpack under the seat? Did you put something in the backpack? Did you do this? Did you, the best way to do it, you get stopped, just pull over, pull over. I always tell people pull over, cut the car off. I already have the window down. You can have your hands in the steering wheel like this. You can have the hands just sitting like this thinking. You can put both hands out the door. 
Okay, that's, just, that makes sense. But now, 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 check it out. Now check it out. I'm, I'm gonna push back on it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So me, me doing that, me doing that, just because you think, I, it might be some suspicious. That still don't give you the right to search, right? No, but it also, but it doesn't get the right to search. Okay. But you probably also made a peaceful person come up to your car, change from peaceful to mm, there you go. To now warranted in that's good shit. The suspicion of something going on. So now his peaceful demeanor went from that to cautious. Okay. And from cautious could go to escalation of now being aggression. And no from doubt. Aggression, aggression, you it, it just it just starts going from there to there to there. Slippery best, slope. Yep. Yeah. Best thing is pull over, put the window down, cut the car off, wait. Walking to the car, what's going on? Woot, 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 woot. Just let you know, I, was, I do have a pistol sitting over there in the, in the passenger seat. Or I do have a pistol over here, this, that, and the third. And a lot of times we'll always say, okay, there ain't no big deal. Just go ahead and step out the car for me. And we get people out the car because there's a excuse me, there's a freaking gun in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you away from that. And people always say, well, you got a gun on you. That's a dumb argument. <laughs> the job comes with a gun. That's the whole job. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb argument. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb argument. So it's no just, doubt. it's all learning curves and each day is different. Each stop is different. The one thing I do hate and I wish people get out the, uh, the, the normal of when they say, uh, you're on a routine stop. There's no such thing as a routine stop. Right. That's never happened. Cause no stop is the same. Every stop is handled differently. Mm-hmm. Every snowflakes. So I really hate that. Yeah. So you, I remember you saying earlier, um, you know, nobody just shoots somebody and just walks off willy nilly like nothing happened. Not normal people. Yeah. Is there, (laughs) is there any type of, I don't know, the. I don't even know what to call it, but is there any type of training or anything that you go to after you have to fire your weapon on somebody that police officers take counseling or anything? I guess you're saying there's immediate. uh, I can't think of the name of crisis counselors. I can't really think the name of them right now, but there's a team of counselors that are hired to come out and talk. You go on uh, administrative leave and stuff like that, and Hmm. you're not allowed. To come back to work until you're mentally fit for duty, um, and they have to clear. They have to clear you for any okay. of that. Wow, I didn't know they go that deep. Wow. So yeah, you have to get cleared because you fire again. Because normal people, when they fire their gun at a, at a, at a human being, right? It's it one. Of, it's one of those things where you just not. It doesn't sit right with you. It's just like this is gonna sound bad. I'm not comparing people to, to animals, but don't you know? Don't take it out of context for that. But it's like. Uh, over here, we we uh, we eat ribs, right? Pigs, we right. You know, they, they Muslim, but we eat we eat pigs, we eat ribs, we eat bacon, this and third. And if I look both of y'all in your eyes right now and say, "Would you eat a horse?" Uh, no, nah, I ain't never heard nobody eating a horse. Yeah. Right, it's not it, that don't seem normal, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> but that's like that's like kind of thing like this. So like it's it's out of the realm of normal normalcy. Like you at the, at the, at the, at the 
at the rim was sounding sounding uh racist shit. I, I I mean I eat Chinese food, so they, they say anything. Ain't no telling what's up in that. You're right. Mean, but we but I might, we don't I might take a little I might take a little horse spare rib, man. I ain't gonna lie. You don't you're not gonna take the life of something that you hold in a different bracket. Right. Like it's, right. That you just proud about that. Just like, like how like, white people do dogs. Yeah, they never shoot a dog. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I'm about to say because I, I didn't look. I didn't be bit by a dog on a job, and I shot that dog. <laughs> I'm just bullshitting. So I'm saying that now. I got attacked by a dog on duty. No kidding. And he gone. Oh, damn. Rest in peace. It be like that nah, though. Damn. That's why there's leash laws, right? That man let that dog go on us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had to oh. Pop him. oh, it was beef. Okay. You let that dog go. And, oh, and poor dog. Crazy. Damn. Yeah, we're going to have uh, ASPCA on us. We got to switch up. Uh, poor you know, dog. I know how they have you, about their dog. Have you, have you had to fire your, uh, your weapon on somebody before? I mean, uh, you've been on there for a while. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really at liberty to stay. <laughs> I want to go I there. Will. I will say I have never. I I did, I did. I will say the situations I've had. It was started at me first. Okay. And body cameras. My body cameras are gone. Okay. I'll say that. Well, it's just reacting in in terms of protocol. Right. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, so what's your so what 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 what's your craziest like? story uh not really shooting somebody just the craziest I, time like you had to like pull somebody over and like like the craziest story of pulling somebody over what what was yeah, crazy one? Okay. just to pull somebody over just pulling somebody over no no you know shooting nobody or no the shit like routine routine right traffic. right right supposed to be routine right <laughs> uh craziest thing i've had happen was i went to pull somebody over they didn't want to stop so i'm thinking okay. i'm getting into a I'm getting into a pursuit with them. Okay. Uh, they finally come to a stop. I think the car actually ran out of gas. Uh, get up to the front seat, and the dude was booty butt naked. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's why he didn't want to stop. He was, he, well, well, so it's 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 worse. So he was naked, and I'm like, bro, what the what's happening? So I call for Acadian, which is the ambulance services, okay. uh, to come over and stuff like that to do a mental mental check real fast. Cause that's not uh, yeah, that's normal. Not, niggas don't drive. <laughs> niggas don't drive naked. No, no. It's hundred and twelve, and everybody I seen outside so, still had clothes on. What happened was he had a a uh, some type of sex fetish thing, where the excitement got him off. Mm. So when we got him out the car to get a blanket wrapped around to get into Acadian, he had a a, a, a bullet thing, a little vibrator thing. Stop! And it fell, it, fell, it fell out of him. Oh, oh my god! He was That's like, wild. "Man, grab me!" I'm, I, we looked that man in his eyes, and I don't know who did it, but somebody kicked it into the ditch. Well, nobody, wait, nobody. Wait, wait, that. wait. So one last question: Was he white or was he black? 
Oh, yeah, I already got the description on this one. We have it, it better be swipe. who we think it is. He was neither. Okay, okay, okay. Long as he, he wasn't, was long as he wasn't. A world is changing. I want to say he was Vietnamese or something like that. Oh, shit, that's some crazy. <laughs> shit. God damn. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a weird, it's a weird it's, time. It's funny how we always do that when we hear a story. We want to know why, why, why is it like that? I don't know, man. Because you know, we kind of know tendencies of each race a little bit, you know, so we just like, yeah, that don't really stereotype sound like no black stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that don't really sound like no black stuff. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, let's just be honest. It's like you hear a story. Oh, two people were eaten in the Atlantic Ocean by two sharks. Come on it's, now. It's, it's not, not us. Who's like like you even know over there? You don't know how you even know where that's it. Like it's not our MO. Now somebody got shot on Galveston Beach. Yeah. Go both ways. Might be us. It might be us. It might be us. <laughs> <laughs> might be uh, us. Okay. All right. We we got the heavy stuff. Let's let's get a little bit of light activity out here, man. Um, what's your what's your highest achievement, man? What what's the thing that you're most proud of since you've been on the force, dude? Oh, uh, I'm a DT instructor. I like that. Break that down. Hmm. Break that down for us, DT instructor. I'm a, a defensive tactics instructor. Okay. Okay. So, like, you teach women self-defense? No. Okay. I teach in a way of self-defense and learning how to teach officers, basically, like, officer survival. How to save yourself from being killed if you're in a hand-to-hand -hand situation with somebody or things like that. Okay. How to get away from getting choked and stuff like that, bear hugs and how to safely distance yourself from a suspect and or how to engage that suspect also to gain the upper hand. Mm. Could so, I teach? That's possibly, but I'm not certified for that, so I'm not going to do that for somebody to come out of here and get and get, and get get beat up and say, I don't know that class. From all you right. to see, he, he told me. Yeah. He, he, just, he just like the officer on the Instagram videos. He told me to swipe and, and move, and I got shot. <laughs> right, that's right. That's that dude named the Detroit Survivor guy. I'm not going to be him. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. Getting people out here. This right here. It's one of these. Take your middle finger, and you swift, swift your head, shake. All what happened was you got shot and you lost the tip of your finger. Hey, wait, is that the dude that had the uh the cargo shorts on? Was that no, him? Oh my god, is. bro. With oh, the black gloves. He supposed to be the safety. See, he supposed to be teaching safety. He let it off. Man. I'm not gonna pull that, pull his move. <laughs> Take what I know. Right. Uh right. Now, I really don't look at my job to be something that I need to get rewards from. Mm -hmm. That makes Wow. I don't know. A lot of sense. It's um, you got some officers go out there and play with kids they'll never play with, just to get a picture to get put on a Facebook page or something like that, or get gratification. Yeah. Like, I I go out there and play with kids, but I don't want any pictures taken of me because this is something I just like doing. Right. So like any type of achievements or awards, I don't really look to give them because this is my normal. This is my normal thing. This is something. This is something I don't have to go 
above and beyond the poor. You ever notice those headlines? Officer goes above and beyond to help youth with football crisis or something like that. Yeah. No, I go buy football all the time and go give it to kids or basketball or right. buy them buy them snacks out the store. I'm not going above and beyond. It's just my normal my normal thing. Right, right. It's my normalcy. So I, I don't even listen to it because you like to interact. You like to help people. Yeah. So. And that, and at the end of the day, that's bridging the gap. You know. So those kids that you do that for, they can't say all cops are bad. Yeah. Right. They'll never be able to say that, you know? Right. And um, I've had situations where I would yell with uh, young people and deal with them in a good way. And then I'll see them on the bad end of it and they'll see me. They'll be all hyped up before I get in. They'll see me. They'll just put their head down. It's yep, like they, they let, let me you down. down. Let you down. Yeah. And I always tell them, like, look, man, things happen. Don't yep. look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as a learning curve. Right. No doubt. Um, so I know everybody likes to to pretend like the world is no longer white, uh, especially in America. But the majority is still white. Sixty uh, percent of the, the the police officer uh, is, is, you know, is white people. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, your job is, is a lot like other job where you have those characters. Is it a lot like other jobs to where, you know, because, you know, and, and me being in the professional field for, shoot, well over 10 years now, you know, you see those people that are in positions that shouldn't be. Uh, you see those people that, you know, it seems like they have this cachet to where they just do whatever they want, sometimes don't even follow the rules per se, but mm -hmm. still nothing happens. Do you see that? um unfortunately in the in the police community as well or you see it but it's like it's almost like a it's not blatantly honest right you can tell when it's certain favoritisms happening they just like do a better job addressing it up yeah like when you put in for um a ci class and you put in for it well enough in advance and then the person that you know is probably the LeBron knows. They put in for it, but they on shift, so they can't work it. But then all of a sudden, they're allowed to take off, and you get called in to work mandatory overtime. Mm -hmm. So things like that has happened to people. Uh, and officers have spoke up about it, uh, right? Rogue grievances, you know. But it, it happened. Right. There is favoritism. Yes, V? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we go. We're gonna let you get back to your, your family, man. I only got like one more question. I don't know how many more you got, uh, G. And then we're gonna get to some sports, and we'll wrap it up. Um, G, did you have? Did you have something else to to get? No, no, no. no, we're good. I got. I got one last one, man, and then we'll 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 take it home with some sports. Uh. Do you feel respected more or less now that you are an officer? I feel like I'm respected for the wrong reasons. Mm. Just because people of the badge? See, people see me in uniform and it's a, uh, my neighbor, my neighbors, my old neighbors. When I moved in, I was outside messing with the water hose one day. And I was dressed in my, my regular attire, do-rag, muscle shirts, nice slippers, no socks. 
I might, you know, I'm just whatever. Your black uniform at the crib. <laughs> I'm messing with my uh, water hose, and my old neighbor was like, "Hey, do you live here?" And I kind of rose up, and I was like. I said, well, yes, sir, ma'am, I do. I do. You live here. <laughs> and I said, I, 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 I bought this with my own monies. No, you didn't tell it to her like that. <laughs> nah, I know, but he said it. He probably said he, it like that. He definitely said it. I heard said it like that and then walked off. <laughs> and then I think like two, three days later, I get my unit back in the shop. My, unit, my police car is in the shop. I get back out of the shop and I pull up in it. Hey. Did we lose him? DJ unhooked the Wi Fi. He didn't. Un- I'm ready to play with my daddy. Dude. On that 2K stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the end of that story, too. We got to see if we get my boy back. Did we lose him? Did, did, is, he, is he back on? That was some very informative stuff, though, man. Um, no, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know that you could come and ride along like as a civilian. I did not know that. No, for real. I thought that was just a movie. I thought that was just a movie. <laughs> and then I didn't know that you could, um, you know, take those, those classes that you should, yeah. like to stimulate it, pull over things. I didn't know that, man. Yeah, man. I think this is a. Uh, this is the time. This is the era where we need to be more involved instead of just acting like the police are this outside force that we just have to be wary and afraid of. We're against them, they're against us. Yeah. Right. Just like he said, they're cautious where we might need to be cautious, but at the same time recognize that, hey, they're human beings. Um, And as much as, you know, some things are done out of pocket in, in in most instances, hmm. it's it's you know, it's only going to go as far as you make it go. Right. If you do the right things, follow some of the advice that that Victor that was given, you know, show your hands immediately. Don't lie. Don't yeah. Don't veer off of the questions. If they ask you questions, yeah. you answer the question. Be respectful. Right. Um, you know, I can I can say I've seen I'm not going to say I haven't seen it, but I've seen very few instances when it's that type of situation and it goes awry. Yeah. And like, like you, me and you both, I, we've both been a part of those thoughts and never have had it to go. Never had. Completely it. I'd have had, yeah. you know, I'd have had for sure one asshole asshole. Right. That did probably a little too much, but it didn't, you know, God bless. I'm still here. Get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. I'm bad. Yeah, you finish the story. Finish the story real quick. What happened to the But no, and then I pull up, I pull up my police cruiser and uh, I'm getting out the car and she sees she's like, hey, hey, oh, she said about this. I didn't mean anything by it, this, that, and the third. After that, she's always speaking. She's speaking and things and things like that. After that, she's always saying hi and speaking to speaking to my wife and all of this and the third. I'm like, yeah. She wants care. you to keep protecting her, man. That's what it is. I don't like that. Respect me as a person first. Right. That's what you need to know what I do for a living. Seriously. No doubt. Like, I don't like that. So I think I'm respected for sometimes the wrong reasons. It's only because I'm in uniform. Because the moment I'm out of uniform, half the time people don't even recognize me. It's not like I got on 
glasses like Superman. Right. Right. Same same face, same everything. We get the clothes change. All of a sudden, I'm beautiful. Oh, I ain't even recognize you. Dude. <laughs> and, and not to that same severity, but I've experienced that myself to a certain extent because, you know, when I worked in a environment where I needed to be formal suit dressed, mm-hmm. a lot of times totally different reaction to where now, even if I, even and it's crazy, I was younger then and I would find myself people treating me like, oh, Man, this this guy looks like he's somebody important. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, being extremely nice and you know just having a conversation with me like I'm a person. Whereas when I'm out in my regular street clothes now, it's a lot of you know acting, not making eye contact. Um, you know, people just going off and and just not being as welcoming or not being as nice as as I've experienced in the past. So it's it's a weird thing to, to people to just to see you not even know what you're about, but just to see you in whatever your dress is and just go, Hey, this is how I'm going to treat you. Obviously you're somebody of importance. Right. And that's the only time you can really get some respect. That's kind of, that's wild. Yeah. That's how I be sometimes though, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. People just got to start enjoying people again. Yeah. I like that. No doubt. Man, this was a very informed. Like I said, when you dipped out, man, uh, this is a very informative uh, uh, episode, man. I think me and Rod both learned a few things that we didn't know. Uh, I think this is gonna be good for the people, you know, um, letting them know that they have, you know, they have, they can come down in in certain cities or certain areas and do a ride along. Do the, you know, you said the little the simulation thing as far as you know when somebody gets pulled over or anything i think that's cool um i think that that helped get them in the mind somewhat of a cop yeah you know on you know on what y'all have to go through daily you know this is every day with y'all they might see one little instance that you know you may have on side of the road or you know whatever on instagram whatever but this is something these things y'all do every day right um so that's yeah nah man you you know, like I say, we we have to keep bridging the gap and and, and get understanding between both parties, the civilian and the, uh, law enforcement. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing, like it or not, police are not going anywhere. Like, no, nah, they not. We we can. We hope, can I hope not. Yeah, like, <laughs> it'd be crazy. It'd be the purge out here if they do. Yeah. Um, Ooh, so we we have to we have to keep having conversations. We have to. Make sure that we're well. First thing first, don't don't break the law. <laughs> well, another thing to that is, you know, don't don't be closed off. Always be open minded and be ready and to be ready to learn something different because somebody always has a different experience than what you have. Mm. No doubt. So, no doubt. Hey, Vic, you just took it home, man. That's, yep, that's, yep, that's yep. the word right there. Um, so you say you're not you're not one of them TikTok officers. I don't need to tell them to follow you, watch you play some basketball, or do. Well, I got <laughs> two bad knees. Anybody out there playing basketball? <laughs> he say two bad knees. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. The last TikTok I made was me and my wife in Jamaica. I was looking like somebody uncle. <laughs> got matching out. Hey, man. All right, make her do it for you. Oh. Uh, well, Victor, thank you so much, man, for taking the time for coming out. Thank you, bro. Part of the Rich Dreams experience, man. Of course, uh, anytime, man. 
So, like you said, you can you can go up to your local station if you want to see about doing a ride along or training. Any other uh, quick tidbits that you have for the people? The station's always open. You can always go down there. You can always go down there and ask questions. Okay. If you want to just sit down and talk law with an officer and just get some points. A lot of times, most stations has that old officer that's in there that knows it by front to back, and they always time be glad to talk to people. So okay. that goes back. Just don't be scared to open your mouth and go talk. That's solid. No um, doubt. Something I like to say to the people, man, next time, and I just randomly did this last night at the movies, man. I was at the movies, and I saw it was like a, a couple police officers, and, you know, they was just out there doing their patrol thing. Walk past one of them, just said thank you, man. And uh, he looked a little shocked at first, and he's like, "Yeah, man, anytime." And I was like, "Cool." I will say, uh, I will say this: Thank that nigga. He getting paid for that shit. He ain't doing it for free. Now, nah, just, <laughs> nah, just play. I will say this: one thing, and I'm gonna speak for every cop. And I don't care if they don't like it or not. One thing I will say: cop hate is when you go inside somewhere, and the first thing somebody yells back, it says, "I didn't do it." That's probably oh, a little corny that's by what now, huh? for right there. Arrest, arrest that person. That's the most annoying. Wow. I've walked out of restaurants. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> appetite. Who go more jello after that? Like I will go try to give me something for lunch and the moment I walk in, oh, that's her right there. That's who stole it. Well, I didn't do it. I literally like, hold on, look at my wallet on the car. I'll get my unit, I just drive off. <laughs> I don't want to be there no more. <laughs> like Oh, I hate man. that joke. Like, just let me be normal for like one bit of my day. <laughs> right. Well, think we uh, got to think of some more police jokes. <laughs> uh, I will say there was one joke. I got bit by a pig once on the leg. And uh, the girl that had the pig, she said, oh, my God, isn't that like cannibalism? Wow. That was a good that one. Good. Wow. That she got me wild. with that one. You should have arrested her for that shit. <laughs> she stuck you know with At least sprayed her with the base a little bit or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my bad. <laughs> yeah. That's cold. But uh, yeah. appreciate you, Vic. Um, Anytime. Y'all make sure y'all like. Uh, make sure y'all follow. Make sure y'all subscribe. Comment. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating. You can leave whatever you want to in the comments. But give us five-star Tell me I'm ugly, but give me five. <laughs> we appreciate y'all, man. Uh, make sure you catch us on the live stream via the Now Legacy Network every Friday at 7 p.m. You can also catch us on Pandora, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you tapping into the Rich Dreams uh, on your Etsy shop. Get all your merch. Um, and hey, man, this is Smoke. Thank you, Vic, for joining us. For my boy, G, reminding y'all to please let your dreams exceed your expectations. The Rich Dream Show. Peace. We are here.